be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us hear the word of God as we find it written in the 92nd Psalm, the first verse. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. O Lord Jesus Christ, open thou my lips that my mouth may show forth thy praise. Amen. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we have come into your house this evening for and a special reason. In the quietness of your sanctuary, Lord God, we have come to offer thanksgiving unto you. We have come to put into words a feeling that we should have in our hearts, a feeling of gratitude to you for blessings that you have given us. And somehow or other, God, when we come into your sanctuary and we look into our hearts for this feeling of gratitude, for blessings that you have given us, we see so often a feeling of guilt and a feeling of shame. We confess, Lord God, that sometimes it isn't there the way we'd like to have it. We confess that there is sort of a spiritual hang-up at times, that there is a blockage in our hearts that we find it oh so hard to feel gratitude for blessings that we have gotten. If we have come tonight, Lord God, to pat ourselves on the back, to look at the things that we have and to say, look what I have done, look what I have done with my ingenuity and my labor, uh, then, Lord God, it would be so easy. But to come into the quietness of your house tonight and to express in words a feeling of gratitude for blessings that you have given us, Oh, we do find it so difficult. Lord God, we don't want to be like the rich fool in your word that looked out on so many things that he had and he prided himself and he looked at that great perpendicular pronoun, I, and look what I've got and he decided he was going to tear down his barns and he was going to build larger ones and then he was going to eat and he was going to drink and he was going to be merry. We don't want to be like that, Lord God. But oh, it's so difficult to express in words a feeling that sometimes is so lacking to thank you for blessings that we have received. But in the weakness of our prayer as we thank you tonight, Lord God, we are praying in Jesus' name, in the name of your Son. We know that in a faulty prayer, a selfish prayer, a prayer that has too much of the I and the ego, that when we do talk to you in Jesus' name, that even a faulty prayer becomes acceptable. So we have come, Lord God, tonight. We have come to thank you. We have come to put into words a feeling of gratitude and appreciation for blessings and we would like in this quiet hour to count our blessings for the moment. Lord God, as we look at the things that we enjoy, especially as Christians, 
we will say to you, we thank you, Lord God, that you are the God that you really are. We thank you that you have made yourself known to us that you are the kind of a God that we really appreciate as we think about you. We are grateful tonight, Lord God, that you told us that you are one God and yet three persons. We are grateful even though our minds cannot fathom that, how you can be one God and yet three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And yet, Lord God, we are grateful as we count our blessings that in the fact that you have made known to us that you are a triune God and that we would never have dreamed such a thing, we know that as we talk to you, you're on the other end. We know that you're alive. We know that you aren't dead. We know that you're God. We know that you have spoken to us. We know that you have made known something to us that we'd never of our minds and of our own self ever dream of. You are one God, infathomable, yet three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. We know that you're out there. We know that we aren't just talking to a nothingness. We know that you are God. We know that we are not the creatures of a blind faith. We know that we are not accidents of some chance that have come into this world with no rhyme, no reason, no plan, no mission. As we express gratitude and count our blessings, we are glad that you are the kind of a God that you are. We thank you, Lord God, not only that you are triune and that you've made yourself known to us, that we know that you're there. We thank you also that you are God eternal. You have told us in your word that from everlasting to everlasting you are God and that means to us, Lord God, that you never had a beginning, you never had an ending, and that you never will have an ending. And therefore, we are thankful to you, and we express this as a blessing that you're coming out on top. In spite of how things look in the world, we thank you that you are God eternal. Nobody's ever going to destroy you. We have that confidence. No power is ever going to be so great that anyone will ever be able to annihilate or to exterminate you. We thank you, Lord God, that you are God eternal, and that there will come one day when every knee will bow. Even your enemies will acclaim you as the eternal God. This you have assured us, and as we count our blessings, we are grateful for this. We thank you, Lord God, that you are a God, and you have made our, yourself known to us as a God having all power. We are grateful for the fact that you are an omnipotent God because then when we look into our hearts we see the blessings that have come to us because you are almighty. We thank you for the blessing of life. If it were not for you, we would not exist. We thank you as we learned as children that we believe that you have made us and all creatures that you have given us our body and soul, our eyes and our ears and our reason, the ability to think and all of our senses. We have the joy of smell, the joy of sight, the joy to hear, the joy to taste, the joy to touch. You have given us these blessings and you still preserve them. We thank you, Lord God, that in your omnipotence that daily and richly you have provided us with the necessities of life. We realize that we live only because of your power. And therefore we realize that everything that we have, life itself, has come only from you. And then we stop to think. And then even though it's so faulty, nevertheless, 
there is this feeling of thanks because of we count our blessings. That every day you provide us with the necessity of life, that you guard and keep us from all evil. And that you do this out of your fatherly kindness and goodness, and that none of us deserves any of these things. We take time, Lord God, as we would thank you for the blessings that we have to count them, and above all, to know that you're the kind of a God that you are. We thank you, Lord God, that you are a God that knows everything. You are an all-knowing God. And oh, when the troubles of life come to us, and when we become despondent and we have the blues and we wonder why we're alive, and again, we get so down in the dumps at times that we, as it were, Lord God, we simply scrape the bottom. And we can't understand ourselves. And we say, I don't know why I feel like I do. I don't know why I'm alive, Lord God. Then we thank you that because you're all knowing that you told us that even when we groan, and we can only say, oh God, or oh God, you understand. And you can take a groan. And you understand thoroughly and perfectly the misery that sometimes exists in our hearts and souls. When we can't even put it into words, you understand the groan. We are grateful when we realize that. Because there come times, Lord God, in all of our lives when we just groan and we don't know what's wrong. We feel so bad but we, we don't know, but you know. We are grateful, Lord God, as we count our blessings tonight and take time to talk to you and to tell you from a heart again that is faulty and a heart that is filled with pride and a heart that is selfish, but we are grateful that you're a God not only that knows everything, but you're a God of perfect wisdom. We thank you, God, that you never make any mistakes in our lives, that you do everything that is best, we are grateful that in our lives when we call upon you in trouble that you always give us what we ask for provided it's best because you always view it from the standpoint of our eternal welfare. And if and when it doesn't further our eternal welfare then we know you don't give us what we've asked you for but you give us something better. We are grateful to know that you have your eye on the crown for us and that never do you respond to our prayers but what is always in the light of our eternal welfare. Sometimes we forget and we get faulty on this and sometimes we murmur a bit and sometimes we complain but tonight, Lord God, we thank you. There's a feeling again of gratitude for this blessing that you have never made any mistake in our lives, regardless of what you have withheld, regardless of what you have sent us. You are a God of perfect wisdom. You have never made any mistake. We thank you, Lord God, tonight as we take time to count our blessings at a Thanksgiving service, and oh, it comes hard at times to have a feeling of gratitude for blessings. We thank you, Lord God, that you have promised that you're with us always, even to the end of the world. When we realize that you're with us every second of the day and every inch of the way, then we know this, that in the hour of temptation, when temptations come to us to do that which we know is wrong, we know this, that you are always there with strength so that we can say no. And we candidly confess, Lord God, that whenever in our lives we have deliberately done wrong, 
Whenever we have done that which we know is wrong in your sight, it was not because you were not there with the strength. It was because we didn't ask you. We didn't want you at that time. You are with us every one millionth of a second in our lives. There is no temptation. We assure you, Lord God, and we thank you for it. No temptation has ever come into our lives that we have fallen into sin. But what we deliberately turned our back on you, there was strength for the day, but we didn't use it. Forgive us, please, for Jesus' sake. But here is the blessing that when we stop and think, we are so grateful that you're the kind of a God that you really are. We thank you, Lord God, that you're a holy God. You're a God that never sins. You are the God that has given us a standard of right and wrong. Sometimes, Lord God, we cry out and we wonder what is right. What is wrong in our lives? And then we turn to your word and we find our answer. This is right, we know, Lord God, that pleases you. And this is wrong, that displeases you. You have decided right and wrong. And in your word thou hast given us this standard. You have told us what is right. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. You've told us, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Thou shalt not, thou shalt honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his cattle, nor anything that is thy neighbor. You have told us what is right, so that in this blessing we can always have a clear conscience going to your word. We know what is right. And above all, Lord God, you've given us the standard that is absolute. It never changes. It shall again last throughout eternity. What is right is right. What is wrong remains wrong. We are grateful as we count our blessings to have given us this tremendous standard of what is right and what is wrong that we can in our hearts thank you for peace of heart, for tranquility within for a conscience that doesn't condemn. We're thankful, Lord God, that you are a God who is fair, that you are a righteous God. Oh, when we think about it, there are times, Lord God, that we think you like somebody else more than you like us. And then there are times, Lord God, that we think that you like us better than you like somebody else. But we realize, as we see this blessing, that you like us as though we were the only human being on the face of the earth, but that you like all men with that equal likeness that you play no favor. That it matters not the color of our skin. It matters not what our condition may be. It matters not who we are or what we are. We are grateful, Lord God, that you don't play favor. That you like us just as much as you like any human being. And that you desire our salvation just as fervently and just as earnestly and just as passionately as you want the salvation of any man that has ever lived. We are grateful when we count our blessings, Lord God, and oh, we are grateful that you are a God of love. Oh, to know that in your word 400 times you have that word occur over 400. That, again, you're a God of love. To think that you love us we know, therefore, that you are the true God and to see the demonstration of that love on Calvary that you sent your Son who died for us 
He gave his life for us and bore our guilt and our punishment. And that in his shed blood there is life and salvation. Oh, there are times, Lord God, when salvation somehow or other doesn't mean so much. And in our selfish ways, earthly things have a way of crowding out the spiritual things. But tonight as we count our blessings, we are so grateful that you're a God of love. That it's a God of grace that we didn't deserve it. But your son died that in him we might have everlasting life. We are grateful, Lord God, as we counter bless. But you're a trustworthy God. You'll never sell us short. You'll never double cross us. You are not an Indian giver. We are grateful as we count our blessings. That's why, Lord God, as we find it hard to pray a prayer of thanksgiving to express in words a, a feeling of gratitude, a feeling of thankfulness for blessings received. It's only when we can sit down and quietly count them. But then we suddenly realize what you mean to us. That we have, oh, again, that we can look at you and we've got a God that is so worth knowing. And Lord God, tonight as we pray our prayer of thanksgiving, Let's take courage on our part. We ask you to beat our heads against the wall, throw us against a brick house, let anything happen. If again we fail to be thankful for the fact that you are our God. Don't let anything happen to us that we stop appreciating the blessings that we've got from you and that we let salvation in your Son, Jesus Christ, slip out of our fingers. We know, Lord God, how you can make us filled with gratitude. Sometimes we're afraid to tell it to you for sure you might do it. We know how you can give us a sense of gratitude. You know too, and that takes some of our blessings away from us. If we've got health, if that's the thing that's keeping us from appreciating salvation in your son, beat our heads against the wall and take it away. If we've got so much wealth, that we're blinded to your Son, Jesus Christ, that we are not grateful. Take it away. Take courage, Lord God, to ask you to do that, because you might just do that. But if it's necessary, if it's necessary to beat our brains out occasionally and to deprive us of some of these things, that we can begin to realize what we have. Then, Lord God, go ahead. Because we don't want to be like the nine lepers, who when your son cleansed them, they hadn't any room for gratitude. They didn't even care enough to come back and say thank you. Oh, what they must have missed in coming back to your son to be led to something even higher. Don't let it happen to us. Let the brick house fall. We mean that, Lord. That takes courage to ask that. And as we pray this prayer of thanksgiving, we admit, oh, it's so selfish, and again, it's so much easier to pat ourselves on the back. We pray, Lord God, that you would remind us of this, that if we really have a feeling of gratitude in our hearts, that we will not only want to express it in words, but we'll want to express it in deeds. We'll want to show that we are grateful to you. 
in concern, Lord Jesus, for your brothers. Well, sometimes, Lord God, we ask ourselves, am I my brother's keeper? Even as we know in your word, Lord God, Cain asked me that. And then we say to ourselves, are we our brother's keeper? Here we are in America tonight, Lord God, when we realize the blessings we have in this tremendous, marvelous, beautiful nation, but then again, our hearts, oh, we grope for words to thank you. The privilege in this country of being able to worship tonight, the privilege of being able to carry on your work in this nation, the privilege, Lord God, of being asked by the President of the United States that all of us go to our several houses of worship and thank you. We realize, Lord God, you haven't dealt so with many nations. There aren't many nations we know, Lord God, where we can do that, where we all stand equal in the sight of the Lord, where we can carry on your business as we have in our forward in faith and have the blessing of a nation that we may carry out these privileges. But we realize, Lord God, as we think of the blessings that we have in this nation, that our nation is sick, and we wonder what's wrong. Lord God, as we look at ourselves, we say, isn't it this, that perhaps we who would thank you that we have failed in our lives to express this thanks in showing our concern and our love and our kindness for your brother Jesus when you were here on earth. We sometimes forget that you identified yourself with the poor. These, my brethren, oh, impress upon us, Lord God, that there are kindnesses that we can do. That again, these are your brothers, these who are hungry. And that when we feed them, these are your brethren. When a man is thirsting, we give him a drink of cold water. That again, these are your brothers. You have identified yourself. That when a man is cold and we give him clothing, teach us and impress upon us that this is your brother. When a man is a stranger, we take him in, your brother. That when he's sick and we show mercy and kindness, this is your brother. When we visit a man in jail, that you have said, my, my brother, teach us that we can, in this nation, we will say to ourselves, Lord God, I'm not only going to say thank you for a feeling of gratitude, but I, I'm going to live this thing. I am going to show it. I am going to be concerned. Then, Lord God, will you impress upon us this? That as we are concerned and we show mercy and kindness and deeds of love and understanding and sympathy, that we may realize that we are doing it to you. You said one day, Lord Jesus, when you were here on earth, and as much as ye have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. We ask tonight, Lord God, as we pray a prayer of thanksgiving, Lord Jesus, help us to see you and every opportunity to help somebody. Help us that when we give a piece of bread to a hungry man, to realize that we, we fed you. When we give a glass of cold water to a thirsty person, 
we have given you a drink. This is what you would remind us. You are that person. That when we have given clothing to a man that's cold, we have put clothes on you. When we have taken a stranger in, we have taken you. When we call on the sick, that in reality we're calling on you, Lord Jesus. When we are in jail, and we call on those where we make a shrink and say, these are open sinners, oh, help us to see you even in the jailbirds, the ex-con or the con. That somehow or other, Lord Jesus, we may have this joy in the last day that you will recognize us and you will remind us that we helped you unawares, unknowingly. Well, Lord Jesus, we think of the story of Abraham that you tell us in your word, how three strangers came to see him one day and he entertained them and later realized that he had entertained angels from heaven unknowingly, unaware. Would you perhaps give us this joy, Lord Jesus, that on the last day when we stand before you, that we have not only expressed a feeling of thanksgiving in our hearts for blessing that you've given us and we've spoken it and we have done some things that perhaps on the last day this may be our joy that you may see us and smile and call us by name and say, this again, I look at you with joy because you again, you entertained me. You, you helped me. Could this get something so lowly that you may say to us someday, remember one night at a Thanksgiving service that you clasped the hand of a stranger alongside of you and you didn't know him? Could this perhaps be our joy, Lord Jesus, and that you will say to us, that stranger in church that night was lonely. He wondered whether anybody loved him. You wonder whether anybody cares. Could it perhaps be that you will say to us someday, remember when you clasped that man's hand? Did you realize that that was I? That you held my hand? That ours may be the joy of hearing you say, come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Oh, Lord Jesus, whenever we pray a prayer of thanksgiving, it's so folly. It is so selfish, and we feel so guilty because we look into our hearts and we say, why am I not filled with a greater thankfulness? But, oh, to be able to pray in your name, to be able to say, Dorf Jesum Christi, in nomen Jesu, then we know, Lord Jesus, that our prayer is acceptable, for we pray in your name. Amen. The peace of God, which passeth all human understanding, keep and unite your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.